welcome to the Teapot Teapot. Here to take you deeper, deeper. Discussions to invigorate, educate, and activate for consciousness and healing. The Teddy Emerald Podcast is for the people that desire to live beyond the matrix, peeling back the layers, revolutionizing new players to create the life they dream of. Talking with conscious creators, change makers, entrepreneurs, and visionaries of a brighter future. I'm Teddy Emerald, and I'm an EFT healer, iridologist, owner of Trash Vintage, the most colorful vintage shop in Byron Bay. I support women to be fully self-expressed and achieve confidence within themselves. And I'm your host for the Teapot. episode I'm talking with Gina Francis she's a women's transformational guide and she's all about womb-based business yes you heard me right womb-based business what is that well we will be diving into that she's someone that I would call your secret weapon to success through understanding your feminine cycles We start off by chatting about missing periods and painful periods and what it's revealing and how to heal. And we discuss why syncing your cycle with what you're doing in life, especially in business, how this unlocks superpowers. I love this. I had never heard of this. And when she discussed it and revealed the different phases of our cycle and the things that we can be doing in these different different phases, I really understood how this is so important for women entrepreneurs because you can maximize each part of your cycle to get more impact and more ease and more flow in your life. We chat about how society has actually been set up more for a man than a woman. And because of this, how this can lead to burnout and what to do to avoid that. So if you're interested in learning about your cycle, learning about how to create in ease and flow and maximize your energy, stay tuned for this amazing episode. So thank you so much for joining us today, Gina. I'm so excited to introduce you to everyone and share your magic with the world because I really love what you're doing. I find it really unique in the space of um, women empowerment and connecting to our wisdom. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here and I adore your work. So I'm excited to, yeah, to chat about all of this and share with your community. So thank you, my love. Yay. So can you share a little bit about what exactly you do in the feminine embodiment and coaching menstrual menstrual world? What is it exactly that you do? Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. I've been having this like mishmash lately where I'm like, what the hell do I even do? Like, how do I, how do I bring this into, um, into a sentence or so? But basically I work with women who are more so, more so often than not 
either burnt out or um, specifically I'm working with mostly female entrepreneurs and either aspiring entrepreneurs or really like creatives, um, women who are desiring to birth their projects into the world or either grow or expand their business. And I support them in syncing their menstrual cycle. Like first of all, learning about their menstrual cycle learning that their menstrual cycle is not only just having a period, that there's four seasons throughout it, which maybe we'll dive into. And I teach them about the cycle and then how they can work their life and their business as well as their self-care practices with their cycle to amplify their confidence, their sense of radiance, their magnetism, their ease and flow in life. And to really, like it's a lot of pleasure-based work. So always leading with pleasure and creating our businesses based off of pleasure and letting go of of sort of the old paradigm of like, and like bro marketing stuff where you have to have exactly this and exactly that. And this is how you do it. And instead guiding them to really birth their vision and their creations um, and their life from their womb space. So a lot of it comes from the womb anchoring down into the womb space and then moving from that place in their life, as opposed to, you know, from the head and from the logical mind. Mm, I love that. So how did you get into this? (laughs) Oh my gosh, we could be here forever talking about this, but I'll try and, um, I'll try and sum it up. So I, long story short, I started in network marketing, like back maybe like three or four years ago. Um, and I joined a network marketing community and that was kind of the start of my entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey. Um, I knew that I I was always really passionate about health and wellness. I've been a yoga teacher for about seven or eight years, though I don't actively um, teach right now. And so there was a point I was living in Australia. Um, So I'm in Australia now and I was living in Australia a few years ago where I did my yoga teacher training. And then I went through this period where my visa was up and I was moving to Bali. And during that time, I decided to come off of hormonal birth control. And it was kind of an unconscious decision. Like long story short, my birth control ran out and my mom was sending it over from the States. And so I, in order to get more, I had to go back to the States and go to the gynecologist and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, cool, I don't need it. I'm moving to Bali to really go on to this journey of self-discovery within myself and really cultivating my relationship with myself with no men involved. And that actually... um, that actually started about one or two years of celibacy as well. That was not even fully intentional, but it just ended up unfolding that way. And after coming off of hormonal birth control, I didn't get my period for, um, I would like months went by and I hadn't got my period back and everyone was like, Oh, that's normal. Don't worry about it. And then got to the point where I was like, awesome. This is great. I don't have to buy tampons. I didn't know about cups and all the other environmentally friendly period care that there is now. And I was like, cool, sweet. I don't have my period. I don't have to worry about it. Life is great. And at the time I was also battling with, um, relationship to my body, relationship to food. I was still going back and forth between binge eating and just like really heavy detoxing. I became obsessed with detoxing and juice cleansing and that was not supporting my body or my hormones in my period coming back. And I like to share with people that, you know, usually when you are not having a period or you're missing one or it's um, delayed for some reason that your body doesn't feel safe enough to have a child. So it's not going to feel safe enough to menstruate. And that was the state, like my body was in this sympathetic nervous system state where I was just like, in fight or flight mode and 
root chakra. I was so ungrounded. I was moving, living in hostels and in very um, scattered environments. And so time had gone by and then slowly but surely within Bali and then back at home in the States, I was being introduced to women's circles and um, like more women's empowerment stuff. And um like dance, ecstatic dance, I started going to and more sensual movement sort of things and different ways of connecting to my body and my womb. And it was like this, I have the chills now because it was like this remembering this like activation happened within me. And I was like, something's not right. Like something is not right in my body. And I think like I have to stop ignoring this. And the tipping point was when I was, um, getting a massage. I was seeing my massage therapist and she was working on my feet. She was doing some reflexology. And there's these really, really tender points that just hurt, hurt so bad, you know? And it's just like, ah! And she had told me that that was connected to my womb and my reproductive organs. And she was like, is there anything going on down there? And I was like, well, there's, there's nothing really going on down there. And then that sparked the journey of me bringing my period back naturally, holistically through Ayurveda, um, through self-love practices, self-care practices, connecting to my womb and dance. And that journey is really what sparked me to be like, there's so many more women out there who are having this experience. Like, I know this is what I'm meant, meant to do. And it's just evolved since there, <laughs> since then. That's, that's amazing and so interesting because I can imagine so many people would have gone through something similar coming off the pill and not having their period and being like, yay, I don't have it. I don't have to worry about that. And then, well, actually, yeah, it's, it's more practical because you don't buy, you know, tampons or cups or anything like that, but the detriment to your health and being out of touch with your natural feminine instincts, really. So it's really interesting. So when your period started coming back and you started menstruating again, what did you notice shift within you when that happened? Mm, great question. I feel, I really feel like this veil was lifted. Like I felt like this cloud of I was also experiencing a lot of anxiety um had periods of depression though at the time I didn't know it was depression because I was like I'm living the best life in Bali how could I be depressed you know like but we don't realize that you can still be living the best life ever and be depressed and um I felt this like sense of lightness and just this deeper connection and devotion to my body that I hadn't had before. And my eating disorder completely dissolved. Like I got into really mindful eating and um, I had to change my exercise routine a lot. I had been very like had come from this very like I've been a personal trainer before, very lift weights, run, go, 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 do, do, do. And that was kind of how I was going at life was like exercising to punish my body for the brownie or the ice cream that I had the night before. And I found when I started getting my periods back, I was not, I wasn't eating, eating and exercising for me and my ego anymore. I was doing it for my womb and for my fertility and for my potential, um, you know, children down the line. If, if I have children, I don't know if I will, but it was like, I, there was something greater that I was doing it for. It was like, my ego had to have a seat at the door and was like, your body is in need and your womb is in need. And so I would always, whenever I would sit down for meals or an exercise or whatever it was, like I would connect with my womb space, like in my lower belly and really tune in with that energy and see like, okay, what, what does she need to eat? 
as opposed to like, what is my mind telling me is healthy and will keep me skinny, you know? Mm, that's really powerful. So it sounds, mm. is it like intuitive eating, but rather like connecting into the womb and seeing what that's, what that part of you is wanting? Yeah, it was definitely like a lot of intuitive eating. And then that also opened up like a creative portal. Like I feel like my creative abilities just skyrocketed. Like I started painting again and I see that in so many other women when they start to reconnect with their bodies, whether they're on birth control or not, you know, but when they start connecting more of their feminine essence into their womb space, it's like this portal of creativity starts to open and we can self-source like that energy from within us as opposed to, um, again, like leaving the mind so often, you know, the mind is great. We need the mind, but it also is so important to be dropped into the body and like moving through life, whether it's your business or your creative projects, your relationships from like that deeply anchored space, um, within your womb space and within your low body. So I found that really powerful. Mm. Mm. And what does embodiment mean to you when you reference that? What are you meaning by that? Yeah. Hmm. I feel like it's almost like it, it shifts and changes, like being so deep in your body, not even deep in your body, but being so in your body that you can move from that place and not just talking the talk, but being able to actually walk the walk and do what you say you are doing and honor that. It's like taking moments to pause and breathe and feel into the body. What is the body telling you and moving like from the inside out as opposed to the other way around and Mm. moving, moving through your life in that way. Mm. And that I love that because it really shows the difference and especially coming from a personal training background and that more mind harsh, you know, don't listen to your body, don't listen to needs or intuitive hits, like go, 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 push, push, push. And then rather to like dip into yourself and, you know, feel into your womb and see like, well, what does this part of me want? What am I really needing? Um, I just, I love that contrast. And I'm curious when you started doing that and you started you know, listening to your body and giving yourself what your body needs and being more in that space of embodiment, what shifted in your life when you did that? Mm, Oh my God, everything, the way, the way that I moved through everything in my life shifted and like in particularly my business shifted. And at the time, like I said, I was involved in network marketing and, um, there came a point where I had been, I was really starting to work with the phases of my cycle and learning that we as, as women, as female bodied people, people with wombs live cyclically. We operate cyclically and move through these ebbs and flows as opposed to operating linearly. And there was a point, this was actually two years ago, I think, or like a year and a half ago now where I had a really, really painful, difficult, emotional period. And up until that point, after coming off of birth control, my periods were really regular, really beautiful because I was learning to really honor that. And I found that my premenstrual um, symptoms had dissipated, my period pain had dissipated. And then I just had this one like pivotal moment where my body was just screaming like something's got to change. 
And for me, I realized at the time it was letting go of that network marketing business and stepping more into my own path as my own creator and creating my own vision for my business. And um, so it's impacted so much the way that I move through my business and I, I like I guide myself and my clients, the people I work with to like tap into their body and ask like, what is their body feeling? Like, you know, when you can think of, for example, the word yes, and you like close your eyes and say the word yes, oftentimes you can feel like a lightness or a spaciousness in your body. And then when you say the word no, sometimes there's like a contraction or more of a heaviness. And so it's allowed me to navigate my growth throughout my entrepreneurial journey from like my body as opposed to what you know even as opposed to like what my coach was telling me to do sometimes or what this this pdf was telling me to do or this strategy was telling me to do and then that led to me leading for more pleasure and more joy and and making choices that felt really good and then when I was doing things that felt really good to me others were receiving that as well others were lit up by it as opposed to times when I was just like doing this challenge and this webinar, because that's what you have to do before you launch a program, which is great. And I've done that in the past and it's been great. But there was times where my body was like, I don't want to do that. And then when you force it, it's like the energy, you know, the energy is everything. So um, aside from my business, as well as like the way I navigate relationships and I'm able to communicate like my needs and relationships, especially with my partner um, and being able to teach him more about my cycle and more about how, you know, sometimes in the month I need more space and sometimes I am really playful and energetic and, you know, want to socialize. So um, yeah. What even was your question at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> that was all amazing. And you're mentioning the cycles. So for anyone that doesn't know about them, could you share a little bit about them? Because that is so fascinating and, you know, such a interesting and exciting way to get to know ourselves through, through the cycles, through nature's cycles. Mm, yeah, yeah, beautiful. So, um Within the menstrual cycle, so we often think about our menstrual cycle as just like our period. I think a lot of people just think it's our period and then the rest of the month is like whatever. But we actually move, and I love how you said just like nature cycles, we actually move through what I refer to as inner seasons. So just like outside in nature, we move through winter, spring, summer, and autumn. We too move through as women move through the winter, spring, summer, and autumn within our bodies, within um, our cycle. And so um, to navigate that, basically your inner winter, so each of the seasons refers to a different phase of your cycle. And so your inner winter is also known as your period or when you're bleeding. For those of you or for anyone who is not bleeding or menstruating for whatever reason, um, you can work with the moon and the phases of the moon. So if you're on birth control and not bleeding or for any other reason you're not menstruating, you can count your inner winter time as the time of the new moon and the dark moon like that sort of energy of, you know, think of like what's going on outside in winter. It's colder. You're wanting to like bundle up and be cozy. Um, the land is like more still. It's like this void. And this, this almost like release and like nothingness. And so that is all characteristic of your menstrual phase where 
it's so important to have more rest. Like I like to think of it as when we're menstruating, our body is doing surgery on itself. And like, how would you treat your body if you had just had surgery or if you were getting surgery done? So it's like nourish and treat your body in that way during your period, um, which then allows you to even show up more powerfully throughout the rest of the month and throughout the rest of your cycle. And so after your inner winter comes inner spring, just like outside, it's like the same thing. And if you think of spring outside, it's like um, the birds are starting to chirp. I, I can see here, I'm over in WA. I'm sure it's similar over there where you are, like the wildflowers are starting to bloom and I'm feeling a sense of more lightness in the air. And that's kind of what's happening during your inner spring. This is also known as your follicular phase or the pre-ovulatory phase. And that's about like a week after your period that happens. And I like to think of it as like rebirthing. This is when you are coming out of your little cocoon, out of your time bleeding and cleansing and resting. And you're like rebirthing out into the world. And you'll may, you may notice that your energy starts to rise and starts to spike. It's a beautiful, beautiful time to set intentions and like organize your action steps to move through those intentions. Um, and then if you are working with the moon, that would be the waxing moon. So when the moon's getting fuller. And um, then we arrive at your inner summer, which is a time of like, being out there in the world. Think of the summer season, like barbecues with friends, parties, socializing. Usually there's more going on. There's more, you know, tons of fresh produce, like the gardens are flourishing. It's just beautiful, sunny and radiant. Like your inner summer is a time of radiance and really of confidence. And so often I found as women, like I know you work with confidence so much that like, we, we like want to be, I've seen that we want to be confident all the time, 24 seven. And like, if we're not feeling confident one day, then something's wrong with us and we shame ourselves. And during this inner summer is a time of more confidence because of what's happening in your hormones. So your hormone levels are rising. Your estrogen is starting to peak and you're feeling like you're wanting to put yourself more out there in the world. For example, that's about where I am right now, which is why I scheduled this podcast interview for this day. Um, which we can go into as well. And so um, your inner summer is a time of, it's like a very fertile time, a beautiful time for manifesting, um, for more high energy exercise and like lots of fresh fruit and vegetables. Um, and then after summer season, things start getting cooler and the leaves start turning and falling and we start to go into autumn. And your inner autumn is a time of like, almost like decay and a time of letting go and clearing space. And this is also known as your premenstrual phase, which many of you may be familiar with the premenstrual phase because it gets such a bad rap in the world, especially in the Western world. We're like, oh, she's PMSing. Oh, she's moody and hormonal and irrational. And all these fingers that women get like pointed with because we have not been taught how to actually honor these phases. And so the premenstrual phase can actually be the inner autumn, can be a very, very powerful time of transformation as it is oftentimes when, like they say, um, it's said um, through ancient traditions that the veil between the spiritual and the physical world is thin, thinner during this time. It's really starting to thin out. So that also means that the subconscious mind is starting to bubble to the surface. 
And so during the premenstrual phase, many women may notice like their insecurities are coming out a bit more, their limiting beliefs, their wanting to be more inward and more in their own world and like more writing and slowing down. And we can actually really work with that magic of the premenstrual phase to work with those beliefs that are coming up, work with those um, insecurities and really like hold them in love and tenderness and trust that we're not going to be there forever. And if we honor this, then we'll move into the next cycle with so much more ease. And then it starts again. So it's like winter, spring, summer, and autumn. And we move through that every single month, every single month for the most part as women. Mm, And I think it's really important that women are taught this. You know, just even bringing up that reference of when you're in summer, you're feeling more confident, you're feeling more extroverted, you want to go out there and shine. Mm -hmm. And it seems that for me, that's what I was taught that being a woman is meant to be like all the time. Like I'm always meant to be in that space. And when I'm not, there's something wrong with me and I make myself wrong. And I'm sure there's so many other women that can resonate with that and feel the same way. So I feel like this information about understanding, Hey, each week you're in a different stage, like your hormones are a different balance. So you're going to be thinking and feeling differently is just so empowering because then it's not about making ourselves wrong it's about understanding well hey I'm I have different strengths this week you know there's different things that are going to flow for me so and I know this is what you are really like a master in and I'm curious how does understanding our cycle and understanding this how do you bring that into business Mm, yeah amazing question this has been Um, kind of what I've been diving into more so over the past, you know, like year or so is really working it with our business is because just like out in nature, like so often, I love how you mentioned, like we are taught that as women, we're meant to be like extroverted and outgoing and putting ourselves out there all the time. And like, that's what we've been taught is like what a woman should be. She should be taking care of other people and constantly like in this go giving mode. And we've, it's been kind of ingrained in us and in our societies to like desire to be in this perpetual spring and this perpetual summer. And when we can take this aspect of, okay, like nature is within us. We are nature. Everything is a reflection of nature. Our business is a reflection of nature. And instead of trying to be in like perpetual spring and perpetual summer in your business of like this continual growth with nothing going wrong, no lulls, no periods of, you know, things falling apart in order to rebuild, it leads to burnout. Like I've experienced burnout more than one time. I'm not sure if you have, I know, yeah, like majority of people you will speak to men and women have experienced burnout at some point. And I find that women experience burnout more so than men because they are trying to operate in this more linear, like patriarchal way of working. And as women, the menstrual cycle is what's known as an infradian rhythm. So you may have heard of the circadian rhythm and the circadian rhythm is like, you know, the sun goes up and sinking your body with the rhythm of the sun and the moon and um, with the sun, I'm sorry. And then the infradian rhythm is like men operate on just the circadian rhythm um, for reference and like a healthy hormonal um, flux in men is the same every day. Every single day they have a 24 hour hormonal cycle, just like 
the sun going, rising and falling. As women, yes, we have that, but we also have this infradian rhythm, which is also, which is like a 28 to 29 day hormonal cycle. And you can see like that's reflected of the moon, of the tides, um, like in the season. So these, that's a different um, cycle that we are also operating with. So we're not just operating with one, we're operating with two. And so when we don't take that into account, we try and push, 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 push through all of the hormonal changes, all of the ebbs and flows, which leads to most likely burnout, which may lead to us starting a project and feeling really excited about it. And then just like totally not wanting to do it, taking on way too much and being like, whoa, no, overwhelmed. I can't continue this. And so each phase of the cycle has specific um, strengths and specific qualities that you can work with in your business to create more easily, to create more in flow, to um, really utilize and maximize your potential as well as your energy. And I know like many women in business are very high achieving, very high achieving. They like want to be successful. They've like, they've got the grit to do it. And I feel like this is the missing piece for them to like really stand out and take it to the next level. Um, do you want me to touch on like some of the strengths of each phase in business? Oh, absolutely. That was going to be my next question. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah. So just like I was kind of explaining the four seasons before. So we've got these four seasons that we can also apply within our business. And I'll start with winter just because I started with winter when I spoke before. And so when you're in your inner winter, when you're on your period, um, it's a time of rest. It's a time of connecting to your body and to your intuition. And in cultures all around the world, um, ancient traditions, the women would all go into what was called as red tents. And the women would bleed in these red tents. And they would kind of either bleed in the red tents during their periods, or they would just be... um, removed from like the main community during their bleed so that they could connect higher to their intuition so that they could connect to um, spirit even more powerfully without being um, what's the word without being interfered with. And then the men often like the leaders of the tribe would come to these women who were menstruating for guidance. They would ask these women, what should we do? Like growing food next? Where should we move? Like advice about, you know, wars or if there's battles going on, like they would come to the women for advice because they were, the women were so intuitively connected during this time. And that is a time your inner winter, your period when the veil between the spiritual and the physical worlds is most thin. And on top of that, that relates to what's actually happening in your brain and your brain's chemistry. So your left and right hemispheres of your brain during your period are communicating most optimally. So it is a time when we're able to both receive like logical and more rational information and intuitive information and blend the two in order to move forward. So taking rest, like if you have the opportunity to take a day or two off of work on the first day of your period, second day of your period, highly, highly recommend doing it. I know that I do recognize that that's like a luxury and that's a privilege and a lot of people can't do that. So if you are unable to, you know, work your way towards that one day, but if you are unable to currently just like resting, can you rest a little bit more? 
Can you do a little bit less? I would recommend, you know, not scheduling client calls, not scheduling podcast interviews, not, you know, jumping on video on Instagram. Um, Your inner winter is a time of introspection, really, to really have that rest and like stillness so that you can move forward throughout the rest of the cycle with more energy and more inspiration. And it's a time of also like really connecting to your vision. And then when you move into your inner spring, like I mentioned before, it's like things are coming to life. The energy is, there's this energy of rebirthing. And so your inner spring is a really powerful time to, like I said before, set intentions, um, reflect on like the insights and the creative paths and intuitive hits that you received during your period, and then start putting them into action. So it's like a time of action while not going too fast. Like it's very easy um, to skip the sort of like cultivation and almost like incubation period where we're just like, boom, out the doors and like want to go really fast. So it's really important to not go too fast and to really like nurture those ideas, take time, scheduling your next month, scheduling the week ahead. Um, great time to like write content and, um, either writing or recording videos, things that are going to be more yang, more extroverted. Um, and then moving into your inner summer is still more of a time of extroversion, still more of a time of like yang energy. And that's when you're going to want to focus on more collaborations, more speaking engagements. Um, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're in corporate, it's a really great time to like pitch ideas, pitch new projects, give speeches, um, and a really great time for selling, like getting on sales calls during your inner summer, your ovulatory phase. Um, Your ovulatory phase is when your body is literally your womb, your ovary is releasing an egg. So if you think of it from a physiological standpoint, when you're ovulating, your body releases an egg, say, for example, a sperm is present and you conceive and then a baby is conceived. It's the same thing for like magnetism or ideas in our life where we can like conceive our ideas during that really fertile time and attract our desires manifest more powerfully and more strongly. Um, So more like think of more out there activities or more outward activities in your work life. And then your inner autumn is when things start to kind of slow down, become more inward, more yin, more introspective. Um, It's a powerful time to wrap things up. Like if you've had projects that you've been working on throughout the month, like it's kind of still a time of like getting shit done because you're getting shit done in the sense of like finalizing projects, meeting deadlines, um, closing any contracts or sales that you had that were kind of in this ongoing process. Um, even like work that you could do if you work from home, um, work that you can do just like from your bed or sitting on the couch, things that like don't take interacting with other people. I often get this thing and a lot of women do like we call it like PMS brain where like you just get kind of like mushy in your brain that like too much stimulation and too many activities with other people or that require like a lot of focus um, we may struggle with during that time. So during the inner autumn um, premenstrual phase, it's really powerful to also just like start clearing space and organizing things, tidying up so that you could enter the next cycle feeling like, oh, okay, my space is clear outside, my space is clear inside. And you can like really be able to rest and surrender to the power of your next cycle and that next phase. 
Mm, thank you so much. I know that that's going to give so much value and so many ideas to people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a different way of looking at how to live, isn't it? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to ask a few more questions about the autumn cycle because mm-hmm. that's the one that I feel like is given almost the worst rap, the PMS, like when, oh, like a woman's crabby or cranky or angry or moody or something like that. So when a woman is experiencing, say, PMS symptoms, what would you say is um, some things to consider why this is happening because I feel like mm. if someone's experiencing this, it's so easy to turn it in on the body and, you know, be aggressive towards the body, um, hate the body, like why are you doing this to me, you know, and kind of be vengeful towards our natural system. So what's the information there that's actually coming up? Like why is this happening and, what what can be done to, you know, support someone that's, you know, mm. their body's talking to them? Yeah. Amazing question. I'm so glad you brought this up. And I love how you said at the end, like their body's talking to them because that's like, that's what it comes down to is these really chaotic or intense or horrible period or pre, pre-menstrual symptoms are oftentimes more often than not a physical manifestation of something that's happening in the emotional realms or somewhere else in your life. It's oftentimes a result of like something that's not working in your life that you're still trying to force to happen. Something that you may be uh, ignoring. Think of like, I like to think of when we're a kid and our mom or dad or whoever tells us to like go clean our room. And then we just like shove everything under the bed and like cover the sides of the bed. And we're like, okay, the room's clean. But then there's that like sandwich or like banana that's in your backpack. And over time it starts to like smell and rot. And like, then your mom's like, okay, something's happening. And like something's leaking out of there. It's the same with our emotions is like when we are suppressing our emotions and shoving them under the rug, when we are ignoring like these signs from the universe or from other people around us or um these like intuitive hits and we're just like nope 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 gotta follow the logical mind and just shove it under it's like that bubbles to the surface and then that same as that like banana or sandwich rotting it's like happening within our bodies where our body is like okay like are you gonna listen to me now how else can i get your attention and so getting curious about what is coming up for you during that time. And a lot of people, if they don't have physical pain, they'll have a lot of emotional pain during this time. A lot of really ups and downs, a lot of irritable, um, more snappy energy. And so instead of like shunning that and deeming it bad, or like you said, getting vengeful against your body, can you simply like listen and meet meet those emotions, meet those, that physical pain where it's at, as opposed to either dismissing it, you know, taking painkillers over it or like trying to even get it to go away. Like so often we're like, okay, move through your emotions so that they can leave, like release the emotions, dance or go for an exercise to get them out of your body, which is great. And that's a beautiful, powerful way, of course, to move stuff through your body But what can be even more powerful during that time is to like really meet what's coming up with like a tender heart and a curious heart 
and compassion and ask yourself like, what's, what gets to change in my life? What's possibly not working for me right now that I've been avoiding? What have I been avoiding? And getting really honest and curious, I find if you're open to it, can open up a lot of space for transformation and for shifts in your body. And I've seen it happen for so many women when they just start to acknowledge it. And it can even be in the fact of like that irritability can come because you're not maybe taking enough space for yourself. Maybe you're saying yes too much and you really need to say no. So it can be, yeah, really, really powerful transformation and learning during that time for sure. Yeah, definitely. And that's what we're all about. You know, we're in such an incredible time in history, mm. the transformation. And I really see it as a time for women rising. So, of course, we get to connect to these ancient ways, like you said, like women going off in red tent and, you know, really being connected to the divine the veils being thin and listening to the body's wisdom, like, you know, in that autumn phase, if there's something painful going on, yeah, of course, like have those practices, like you say, like to go and move and, you know, help it flow through, but to sit with it and ask like, what am I avoiding? What's really going on here? And I think that so much can change when women do get in embodied in contact with themselves their emotions and instead of popping a pill to make something go away actually look at it front on and say you know what is not right here because then I get to change it we get to change it together I think that there's a lot of things that are coming up for women and a lot of women have hormonal you know hormonal issues they need some TLC in that zone so I think this is a really powerful message um thank you so much for that um there's something I also wanted to ask. Um, you mentioned when you've seen your clients start have you know start getting in the flow. I guess what have you seen happen? Like what have you seen? If you can share some um, yeah experiences or things that you're like wow because I'm super curious. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, a couple of things that come to mind right away is I have a lot of women who come to me. Um, because their period's been missing for X amount of months. Like the beginning of this year, I had two clients and they hadn't, one of them hadn't had her period in like eight months. The other hadn't had it in about four months. And within like two sessions or just even like a month of working together, one of them within just a month of working together, her period came back. And what we did specifically, um, we didn't even really go to the womb. We didn't even dive into much menstrual cycle stuff yet. We actually worked on her jaw and on her mouth and her lips. And there's a direct connection between the jaw and the throat and the womb, the yoni, the whole pelvic floor area. And so oftentimes we're experiencing, and this goes for the premenstrual symptoms as well for anyone on here listening who experiences really bad pain, period pain, premenstrual symptoms. Um, activating your jaw and your throat, either through sound, through singing, through different breathing practices. There's one called horse lips where you literally just flutter your lips. So you'll inhale, exhale, and soften the lips. And this softens the pelvis eventually as well and the muscles around the pelvic floor. And through just taking those shifts with my one client, her period came back like right away. It was incredible. 
Oh my goodness. That's amazing. I know. And, um, the other one, literally this was so wild and this has happened more than one times is oftentimes like just saying yes to the path of like womb healing, connecting to your body and connecting to your menstrual cycle. I've had clients who have signed our agreements and paid and they get their period back the next day. Like that's happened on so many occasions. I know your face. I know. It's wild. And my boyfriend would like see it happen and he'd be like, it can't be because of that. It can't be because of that. And then it would happen like the, like the fifth time he was like, oh my God. And it's just like that act of your, of saying yes to yourself and of your body. Like someone I heard once says like the transformation happens in the transaction. And so like, mm-hmm. it's like saying yes to yourself your body hears that and it's like, oh, okay, I can release, I can soften, like I feel safe. Um, so that's been really powerful. And from like a business standpoint, I've had numerous clients like starting their own businesses for the first time. Um, one of my clients is running her first group programs right now and sourcing it like all from her womb, syncing it with her menstrual cycle, and now actually teaching other women about that. Um, one of my clients as well is uh, most of them are like entrepreneurs right now. So she's running another group program. She's had her first like five figure month through connecting to her body, her feminine flow and moving in business differently. And she came from a very corporate background, like in acting and very like push and go and needing to do all the things. And through like healing herself, she was able to then provide more healing to her clients and to her audience, which is really felt. So, um, yeah, really powerful stuff like manifesting. Like I teach a lot of like manifestation rituals, like blood rituals specifically, and people are manifesting, you know, money for this or manifesting, you know, like a home and doing it through their body's wisdom and, um, through ritual during each phase of their cycle. So yeah, crazy stuff continues to happen. And even just like the littlest things that like we often don't deem as an achievement of like increased confidence and like feeling more pleasure, like people who have felt numb down there in their yoni, in their vagina, and then they're feeling sensation again, um, like healing from sexual trauma. So it's, it opens up like connecting to our body and our menstrual cycle in this way opens up this like portal of healing um, that we may not even expect. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And can you tell me a little bit more about, um, I love the word portal. I, I always think of our pussy as a magical portal. Yeah. Um, could you share a little bit about how this can support women in activating their confidence and their, like you said, their sensuality and that kind of thing? Mm, yeah. I really enjoy um, working with different archetypes and like different goddess archetypes and just different female archetypes during each phase of the cycle. And so I find that when, and that goes to this embodiment practice where like you can learn all the stuff, read all the books, like listen to the podcast, but then it's like experiencing it yourself. I feel like that's the missing piece of like, that's that embodiment that we get to have and shift through. And so I've found that learning about these phases of your cycle, it's like almost this permission slip for acceptance of your body and knowing that like, it's not my fault that I feel this way. It's not my fault that I'm tired. It's not my fault that I don't want to go hang out with people or do this, this and that, which then just, it's like this immediate, like, it's like we start to reclaim our sovereignty and connect back to this like wisdom and power that lies within us 
and letting go of the blame. You know, of course, the shame and guilt and stuff, it's always going to be there. It's going to want to sneak in and pop up. But it's like when you learn and connect more deeply to your body in this way, you can be like, okay, I understand why I'm feeling this way. You know, maybe on day two of my cycle, like, you know, the second day of my period, this makes sense. And I know that, you know, within a couple of weeks, I'll be like feeling my hormones rise and I'll be feeling more confident and feeling more out there. And so when, especially in like the inner spring and the inner summer, when we're feeling more confident potentially in our, um, maybe skin is glowing more. It's like, we can really capitalize on that and really maximize that time to, you know, record videos and do things, putting ourselves out there and then knowing like, okay, I'm going to go into my cocoon in a little bit. And I trust that that's what I need in order to refresh myself and doing so through like different practices, working with different archetypes during each phase of your cycle can also help you connect to, like you said, like sensuality and through self-touch. I found that um, on my journey through eating disorders and just really bad body dysmorphia, I like never touched my own body. You know, like I would put lotion on my legs and take a shower and all of that stuff, but actually bringing in physical self-touch and that may just be, you know, on your arms, like draping your fingers down your arms really lightly. It may be like really taking time with your skincare routine. And, you know, it's like, we don't have to directly go to our womb. We don't have to directly go to our pussy and be like, okay, self-pleasure, that's sensuality, that's sexuality. Like, no, it starts way before then. And being able to awaken our senses, our feminine essence, our erotic nature through self-touch. Um, I'm very passionate about breast massage um, for both, you know, self-care purposes, physical, like, you know, benefits and emotional benefits of it and being able to connect in that way. Yeah. Mm, I'm really passionate about breast massage as well. Could you share a couple of fun facts about why why someone would want to get into doing this or continue doing this? Yes, definitely. So um, I just recorded a video on breast massage actually the other day. So I'm sure that'll be out on my social media somewhere soon. Um, So one really fun thing that will catch your eye right away is that your breasts can actually grow through daily breast massage. They can get, I know you love it. I feel like you posted about this like at some point. (laughs) (laughs) They can like actually get perkier and softer and they can grow, which of course many of us would love for that to happen. Though that should not be your driving factor for breast massage. It is just like this awesome added bonus that I have like actually noticed myself and people have pointed out to me as well. (laughs) Uh, Same, same. Yeah, right. And um it's funny. I feel like I'm always like my hands are always on my breasts. Like I just notice it now. It's really weird. Um, not weird actually. It's it's awesome. It's so fun. Um, right. So aside from like you know your breasts growing, being more like perkier, plumper, um, it's actually really really beautiful for your lymphatic system. So within your armpits, you've got a lot of lymph nodes, and you may notice sometimes if you get sick, like sometimes you get swollen lymph nodes in your armpits. Um, that's happened to me before, and so moving like. It's just think of why you get like a lymphatic massage in your whole body or you get any kind of massage on your body. It's the same for your breasts. Like massaging that breast tissue can really help to move um, energy through your body. Um, and 
also is really beneficial to notice like for just like self-exam, like you can do your own breast exam, noticing any, um, if you know, ever notice any lumps or anything feels tender or a little bit sore, or you're noticing any changes in your breasts. It's like, we don't have to go to the doctor. We can start feeling it within ourselves and then take initiative of our own health and our own, um, our own self-care. And one last thing I want to add is like, it's also a practice of what's called de-armoring. So oftentimes as women, like, you know, our breasts and are right, right above our heart. And so our heart space, our heart chakra, this is like the love center of our bodies. And oftentimes we hold on to past lovers. We hold on to pain that we've experienced, things that people, um, you know, I know I used to have men tell me, my breath, they were like, I don't care that your boobs don't exist because you've got a big butt, you know? And like, I would hold on to all these things that people would say about my breasts. And so we hold on to that. And through breast massage, we can actually like bring more sensation and release those stories um, that we may be holding on there as well. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's just such an important thing for him to know about the lymphatic system, you know, and mm-hmm. bras cutting off the circulation mm-hmm. there. It's, like, very important to, if you can, not wear a bra or wear something that doesn't have a wire under it and to get the energy flowing to to protect our boobies. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out about the bra, definitely. I haven't owned or worn a bra in years. <laughs> it's been so, so liberating. <laughs> same same I forget I forget that um it's a thing and then I go outside of where I live and everyone just kind of stares and I'm like what are you looking at because no one in Byron cares or like no one in Bali cares you know like there's areas in the world that it's not a big deal that's like every woman's doing it but then you go into other areas and people think that it's like an invitation for um sensationalizing or sexualizing the body and I and I I remember when I was in Romania I actually got some guys like said some stuff to me and were like just like a lot of them were staring and I was really angry at them about it I was like you know fuck you like and I like stuck my finger up in someone's face and like clicked my fingers and pointed to my face instead of my boobs um which is all good but then I was like oh actually whatever like I'm just like the first one in this town or this city that's doing that who cares they don't know any better yet like Mm -hmm. but cool I get to be like you know a rule breaker in that space and just kind of wear it as well like you know like shoulders back tits forward (laughs) like I'm proud I'm proud to be a woman like I'm not gonna because I I actually I love to see how my physiology matches what I'm feeling. And I noticed Mm. I was like shrinking in and I was like, no, 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 you have nothing to be ashamed of. You do not need to hide. You're safe. It's safe to be seen. Mm. You're safe to be a woman. And yeah, if you're indignant at how you're being treated, show it. But like also just recognizing like where the consciousness was at as well. Mm. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. And good for you too for like, you know, of course, like we're going to snap sometimes and feel angry because it's like this suppressed anger where it's like, why, why is this the case? But then we have to remember, mm. like you said as well, like a lot of people just don't know, like don't get it yet. Different cultures, different, you know, wait, like so many, I'm reading a book right now about this woman in Somalia and I'm just being awakened to like a lot of their culture of things. And it's, 
it's like having compassion for all of that while also being like, I'm going to be the change and I'm going to be a stand for what I believe in and be an empowered woman and create this ripple effect, like initiate this ripple effect. And that's what conversations like this do. You know, I was just at a cafe and I was talking on the phone with my friend and I was like, yeah, like I'm about to ovulate. And I'm just like, there's all these people buzzing around me. And the old me would never, ever say something like that out loud in front of other people. But I'm like, I don't care. Like if I trigger people, I trigger them. If it, they turn their ear and they're like, what did she just say? Then to me, like, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Cause that's mm. more, more conversation and curiosity. Yeah. And making it the norm, you know, making who we are as women and everything about us, our, our cyclical nature, our bodies, it's the norm, you know, like, yeah. and I, I just want to reference back onto what you were saying in the conversation about how society has really been set up in such a linear way. It has been set up in such a masculine way. So I think that that's why there is such a rise to come up and to kind of like make our space, Mm -hmm. you know, like or claim our space and be like, yeah, when we don't operate the same and this is how we are. Mm -hmm. So that's so cool that you're like, yeah, I'm ovulating. And I think (laughs) it's such a beautiful um, example to set for women as well to have these conversations like, yeah, I'm, I'm bleeding. And like, that's a good thing. Oh, like, you know, like this is my most magical manifesting time. Like, yay, I'm bleeding. Mm -hmm. Like instead of like, oh, I'm bleeding and like making it, you know, like something to be abhorred. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. And that just, I see so many people, even just like people who reach out to me through social media, you know, not even clients and not even people in my programs. So people are like, I've, I love my period. They're like, I love coming on your page. Cause you help me to love my period and you help me to love being a woman. And at the end of the day, like, that's what it's all about is like coming back to that love, you know, and it might not happen right away. It takes time, a lot of deconditioning, um, and unlearning, but yeah, it's, it's beautiful. So beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. And for anyone that's really resonating with, you know, everything that you've been sharing, like all your wisdom and, or, you know, even the stories about people that you're working with, could you share a little bit about um, what you do and how people can get in contact with you if they're feeling, you know, feeling the connection there, the inspiration? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. So you can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm most active there. Um, it's I am Gina at I am Gina Francis. Um, I work one-on-one with clients. So I do like more long-term packages with clients because I really love I love just being able to go all in with people and really see this really long lasting transformation. Um, really specifically right now I'm moving into more so focusing with female entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, but then I also offer 90 minute deep dive sessions, which are more open to, um, people who, if they're struggling with period problems, irregular cycles, if you're wanting to like activate your business, I have so much fun with these 90 minute sessions, um, where we just go all in and they're pretty much, they're very intuitive based. So no one session is going to look the same. So I can't really say, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this in this session. I'm really going to meet you where you're at and see what you need and then move from there. So those are really fun. Um, and I run a group program called Menstrual Intimacy Academy. I'm currently running a round of it right now and we'll be getting ready for another round sometime later this year. So if you follow me on social media and you can find all the information in the link in my bio for like applying one-on-one or um, for the deep dive, but honestly, just message me as well. Just send me a DM. I love chatting. I love meeting people, even if it's just like hearing, you know, what you got out of this 
podcast episode, any questions that you have, like I really, yeah, I'm, I'm very friendly and I also have good boundaries with my DMs. So if I don't answer right away, I promise, promise I will. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for joining us today, Gina. Thank you. My pleasure, Teddy. Thank you so much for having me and thank you everyone for listening. I love you. Bye. Mm -hmm.